Warning, wrestling POV Global is not suitable for all ages. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, this is the top guy, Griffin McCoy, representing Young, Dumb, and Broke, and you're watching WPOV Global. Wrestle POV, global black and yellow brand. It's your point of view on the global stand. From north to south to east to west, they got you covered like a blanket, but I digress from elite elite to the hot topic. AW Impact New Japan, they got it. Have you laughing so hard? Have your belly aching? Hurt any different? I'm sure you're mistaken. Hi, folks. Welcome to a special edition of WPOV Global. I'm your host, the legend T. James Logan. With me, the gentleman, Elio Canella. Elio, how you doing, brother? I am doing great. However, oh. I'm still in pain from uh, the... I, I, I had successful surgery. It was, just, it was success. But when doctors brought me out of anesthetic. Okay, hold on, though. You so, had surgery because of why? Explain what... Oh, yes. Things. Okay. So I had my jaw surgically repaired after after being hit with a stunner by Clay Cummings. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bully. Now, yeah. <laughs> now, what they did was so they I had surgery. They I had surgically repaired. Mm-hmm. They brought me out of anesthetic, and they mm-hmm. said, "Well, we discovered you had a bruise on your cheek." I'm like. A bruise on your cheek. Now, is it because uh, Clay and Rick Serrano the third tried to kiss your ass so hard that they actually left a bruise? Was it that cheek? That one, and they also hit me with a super kick. You know what? I gotta, I, I gotta ask. Yes. Clay and Rick, are you guys taking lessons from the Young Bucks? Do you have a do-it-yourself super kick party instructional video that you're watching? Wow. That is very, if they do, that's very sad, Elio. I mean, (laughs) you know, I I don't know. Although I could see Rick dressing. Actually, I could see the two of them dressing just like the Young Bucks. It seems like they would wear that kind of stuff. But don't worry, I will get retribution. I will get the five-second shuffle championship back and bring it back to WPOV Global. That is what I like to hear. That is what I like to hear. Well, you know what, fans? Even even, even, even have a fan. Yeah, we have a fa- well. That's an Elio fan. They walk by as I'm doing it in the palatial glass studio. He saw you on there, and he's like, "I love that Elio guy," and gave a little bit of a wave. So you know what, fans? The reason I'm referring to this as a, a special edition. I know you're hearing this on the regular time you usually hear the WPOB show is because the screwy setup that's been dynamite for the last couple of weeks you know we had a schedule for like a year plus where we were always doing it wednesday night right after the thing you know we get the show edited probably get to you guys like thursday afternoon thursday night well with the playoffs there had been a change in schedules and we got a string of these friday night um dynamites and i kind of wondered if this would happen and sure enough it did this following saturday just a couple of days ago from when we were recording this there was a dynamite And before we could do our regular Wednesday recording, there is going to be another Dynamite on Wednesday. So we thought this week we're going to skip Hot Topic. We're going to skip uh, news from all the stuff that we other do. You know, we're going to skip Elite Delete. And we're just going to go through this episode really quickly that happened on Saturday. And then there's going to be a little pause. We'll take a little break. And when we come back, you will get the newer show, which will be recorded as I'm talking to you today. It will be recorded probably the same time tomorrow night featuring Elio and Rick Serrano the third, who el- who knows who else. And they will go over the dynamite that they just watched. Okay. So you're going to get two dynamite reviews here back to back the Saturday and Wednesday editions. Okay. So let's start off. First off, I want to say I have been very hating on these Friday night editions because we have been caught, you know, it's like we were handed a steaming pile of dog crap for the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks, was hating it. And I got to tell you, I was, I was dreading this, Elio. I was yeah, really I know, dreading right? this. Well, yeah, what are we going to get ourselves into yeah, here? Uh, I hope they don't screw it up to one and then give us a crappy show again. Come but, on. But you know what? This Saturday, I'm going to say Saturday's edition was the best uh, AEW Dynamite I've had in a long time. It was enjoyable. I, I was watching it earlier today. 
Okay, well, we're going to go over some of the things that happened in there, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about it. Uh, let's start off, we start off with our opening match, which is uh, Hangman Adam Page taking on Powerhouse Hobbs. I guess I should mention, to open the show, they had a little thing where Sammy Guevara was walking uh, through the parking lot. Sean Spears comes up behind him, hits him once, I'm going to say gingerly, with a chair. Yeah, you see, like, uh, Sammy just turned around, like, oh, hey. And then yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, and it, it wasn't that hard of a chair shot, but Sammy sold it like he was hit with a like a hit with a yep. semi truck or something like that. Yep. And then and then uh, Sean Spears standing over him, antagonizing him. Uh, basically, the preference here, the pref- press, uh, basically the idea here is that um, Sean Spears is taking out, uh, taking out uh, Sammy before his matchup with MJF. So that, that was kind of the thing here. Um, gonna say it fell a tiny bit flat because first of all, the chair shot did not look painful. Sammy sh- paid a shot, like he acted like he was shot with a high caliber, high caliber rifle. And Sean Spears was just goofy the way he acted standing over him. So I'm gonna give a, a bit of a miss. This, this guy, like they, but he, he came in, he was supposed to be like the chairman yeah, and uh, we thought he was gonna like they were gonna use him and like actually like do something better with him. Then they put him in. They didn't do anything. Then they put him in the pinnacle, and they're still not doing anything. He's still the yeah. same. He's still. I'm starting to wonder if he really is a lost cause. Is there anything they can get out of this guy that's going to be? Uh, I mean, is he destined for lower mid card? I'm starting to feel that way. What are you thinking, Elio? Yeah, I mean, like uh, they've tried with this guy. I just nothing's working with him. Okay, well, let's move over to that opening match. Now we have Hangman Adam Page against Powerhouse Hobbs. Um, you know, it was an okay match. It was yeah. a little bit better than I thought it was going to be. Yep. Uh, props to Hobbs, who actually ran pretty good with Adam Page. Um, he's got that permanent sneer, which makes me kind of always laugh though, when I see him. He has, this, the, he has a face when you look at it, you wonder, could this guy ever be a good guy? Could he get that <laughs> sneer off his face? Well, he, he was when he, he, they brought him in, and then uh, he joined Team Taz. Yeah, I guess Team Taz would give anybody, like, I would think if I was stuck on Team Taz and I was a professional wrestler, I would have a sneer and probably a bad bout of diarrhea. No, but you would have thought that uh, Brian Cage is already turned at uh, double or nothing. They're still going with this uh, story. Well, you know, we complain sometimes about things happening too fast, and then they give us a story where uh, I thought this guy was already a good guy, but (laughs) we get to the end of this match where uh, Page does take the win, and uh, but before, just as things are getting near the down and dirty, out comes Ricky Starks with and our your favorite wrestler. No, I guess he's Rick's favorite wrestler, Hook. And uh, <laughs> Hook, and uh, he come down to the ring carrying the FTW belt, that prestigious, prestigious gold belt, the FTW belt. It's, it's so important and relevant. Yeah, of course. If fans who are listening to this and don't recognize sarcasm, this is it. Um, Comes down with this horrible prop. Uh, Brian Cage comes down and rips it away from uh, Starks and, and kind of throws him down, which surprised me because we know we know Starks is still recovering from some neck injuries and stuff like that. So I was actually a little surprised that this got as physical as it had. But uh, so that little thing happens. And in the end, Page gets the win. And uh, we have Taz backpedaling, saying that he has to have a talk with uh, Brian Cage. So, uh, ahead, whatever that means well that, this is an ongoing weekly talk with these guys uh, <laughs> right. uh how are you seeing this like because i'm going to say it was an okay match i didn't mind it no i was fine um, with this match it was, it was uh, better than i thought it would be yeah let's face it i mean you you can expect a lot out of adam page um powerhouse hobbs um i don't expect a lot out of him because let's face it he's a young dude who um since he's a, he's been a young, you know, like, I don't know. I don't expect a lot out of the dude, but I'm glad that uh, we can see some glimpses of good things to come. Okay. Uh, next, we cut to a video of Kenny Omega against Jungle Boy and, uh, you know, just drumming up the thing, your typical yep. uh, promo package. Then we get this ridiculous Young Bucks interview where oh. these guys are hamming it up so bad. 
Brandon Cutler in the background trying to interject constantly and getting mocked and pushed around. And it's like, okay, uh, I guess you need a job that... It, it seems like this is a characterization in uh, AEW a lot, that if you're a guy who's of higher ranking, that you can just misabuse somebody because they're so they're so desperate need to keep employed that they'll take your bullshit. But uh, but I kind of like Nick Jackson now, like because like we haven't seen anything from him like this whole time, and now he's actually got some sort of, some personality there. Oh, he's turning on the Snidely Whiplash. That's good. I <laughs> He's, he's got the, the mustache twirling uh, monster going on. <laughs> I just like him better than that. That's just, okay, whatever, he's there. But he's doing the same thing. But at least Nick's got, like, some personality now. Well, Before Matt, he just stand around with this uh, empty stare. Yeah, you know, Matt tends to overdo it, and, and it's too cartoony. Uh, I got to say Nick comes across as a little bit more effective as a heel. So, yes, Um Enjoy, you know, it was an okay thing, but let's get to the next thing, which I really did enjoy, which surprises me. Uh, the confrontation between Tully Blanchard and Conan. First of all, this is Conan's first appearance for no reason that I, I can think of. He pops yeah. out to represent um, to represent the proud and powerful. <laughs> they have a, a gentleman's talk, which does not make sense. I don't know where they got this idea from. For me, I'm the gentleman. Oh, my Lord. Anyhow, <laughs> anyhow, uh, Tully Blanchard looked cool. He stumbled a bit on some of his lines in the beginning, which I was really afraid was going to turn into a horrible schmoz. But uh, it ended up with a cool segment where Conan said a lot of cool stuff. Yep. And uh, and it's always weird because I'm used to him. It's, it's so weird. He goes from good guy to bad guy so much. It's hard to tell which week he's going to be which character. I caught that one um, line that he said that uh, Tully better learn Spanish. Yes, and, and that, a reference, of course, to uh, Tully's daughter marrying Daga, who yep. is a Spanish wrestler. Uh, and what was the, the reference? You better learn Spanish if you want to understand what your grandchildren's talking about. Yeah, if you want to communicate with your grandkids. Yeah, I, I thought that was pretty hilarious. Um, in the end, Conan gets jumped as he says, you know, I brought myself back up. And it looks like the proud and powerful come out, but it in fact is FTR wearing masks. And they jump Conan, lay him out, and uh, well, I guess this will this will be interesting to see where this goes because one of the things we've talked about is the fact that FTR has been around for a while, Pound Powerful has been around for a while. Not only have these guys not faced each other, but they haven't even been wrestling as tag teams themselves for quite a while. We've barely seen them wrestle, so I guess it's time for them to uh, put on the boots and and see what kind of team they make. Um, interesting. I'm going to say I liked it. Uh, next we have Dante Martin comes walking out. Uh, all of a sudden, Vicky Guerrero. This this I find very confusing. I don't. Yeah, this was odd. Yeah, Vicky comes out doing her excuse me shtick. Uh, behind her comes Andrade. Just as he's about to start speaking, out comes Matt Seidel. <laughs> Matt Seidel just looks at him, walks by him. Andrade. Well, he just ends up walking back to the uh, to the dressing room, and you're thinking, well, what was the point? Was it we just need to get his face on the camera for a minute? Oh, that, I guess? Yeah, that was that was a weird placement. So we'll see. Maybe 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 the writers didn't have anything for him this week, and they're like, ah, just stick your face out there. We'll figure something next. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, next we had a. Uh, I'm going to say kind of a refreshing match: Matt Seidel versus Dante Martin. Um, you know, Seidel tends to be the small guy who's a little too small, and sometimes he looks very. Um, it doesn't look so realistic the way he manhandles big guys, but Dante Martin is a smaller guy too. And they had a true, you know, for a young guy, I've always been impressed with this Dante Martin. He, he doesn't have a lot of experience, but he really does put on. Did you, see, did you see, uh, it was this guy or his brother that was Airwolf in the middle of His brother was Airwolf. Oh, it's a brother. Okay. Yeah. The other dude in, in was, uh, was, uh, Air, Airwolf. So, um, they had a very, interesting fun match i'm gonna say uh surprising it reminded me of the old days of wcw where you know you turn it on and between all the big bad guys and the big giant guys all of a sudden you get like a cruiserweight belt all of nothing that was like one of the coolest matches this was definitely a fun match full of athleticism and uh Seidel gets the win and uh not much of stories going on here just a good exhibition of wrestling and uh props up to dante martin uh we go to Jungle Boy in the back doing an extremely awkward, I don't know, he's going to do an interview when Christian Cage comes in and trying to buddy him up and, and tell him, you know, you can do this, blah, blah, blah. Typical, not going to say much about that. Uh, 
Then we have Jade Cargill and her ridiculous lawyer uh, talking about them selling t-shirts. Um, and can I just say, yeah, Jade Cargill's trying to sell t-shirts. So buy a t-shirt. Yeah, you can buy a Jade Cargill t-shirt. You can buy one t-shirt. Why would you mm -hmm. want to buy one t-shirt when you buy five of WPOB? Holy crap, you are a salesman and a half. Now, if we could get you in that little bathing suit that uh, Jay Cargill had on. Wait a sec. No, we want people to buy this. Sorry. No, no, that was scared them off. What are you doing? Yes. I'm going to say usually Jay Cargill annoys me greatly with her speaking. Um, strangely entranced by the skimpier and skimpier clothes she's wearing each week. Uh, I'll give her that. Um, we move on next to uh, the interview that you uh, mentioned earlier. The Pinnacle members, Matt, you know, uh, MJF, Sean Spears, and Wardlow. Uh, bragging and going on when all of a sudden in comes Jake Hager and and um, Chris Jericho yep. on the attack uh, devolves into uh, a, a fight that drags I always love this in wrestling only in wrestling can you start a fight backstage <laughs> that inevitably ends up inside the ring you know you fight yeah. the curtain, you fight the, so th this happened and uh, uh, the onus here is Sammy taking on MJF obviously this coming Wednesday um, he's actually gonna wrestle Yes. Oh, let's see. Let's see. <laughs> no, MJF, I gotta say, every week this guy is on my screen. Every week he says the same bullshit over and over. Yep. Either wrestle or get off my screen. Don't just mm -hmm. take up time and waste my time. Yep. I'm just no. saying. I'm just saying. No, you, uh, we have talked the sentiment quite a bit through this show. Is MJF really is putting himself as a mouth that doesn't really do a lot. So let's hope he has a good showing here because... I'm starting to almost write this guy off. Yeah. You know, uh, next we had a little uh, promo video where we have Miro uh, sitting around threatening Brian Pillman Jr., which I'm sorry, guys, as much as I like Brian Pillman Jr., the way they're presenting Miro, I think this is going to be a bit of a squash, to be honest. And it should be. It really should be. I did like I did like the promo. I, I, I'm liking this promos lately. This is just a promo that we should have seen earlier. Yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it. And I love how he's always thanking Jesus or God yeah, for making God's him a destroyer. God's favorite yeah. champion. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. <laughs> Next, we come to a match where I'm going to say I liked it a lot more than I thought on paper, although I had a few problems with it. Ethan Page with Scorpio Sky taking on Bear Bronson with Bear Boulder. Right? I, I, I didn't think I'd like this match, but uh, it wasn't mm -hmm. as bad as I thought it would be. It, it was good. The I, the only problems I've had with this match is Ethan Page is a fair size guy. Um, he should not be picking up bear country dudes and 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 giant you know throwing crucifixes and stuff like that. It it, it really sells bear country as not being anything special. That part I didn't like, um, but. There was some good stuff here. And then we have a very impassionate promo after Paige gets the win. A little bit of scene, of course. There was a bit of a, there was this good uh, promo where he does, where he kept saying about uh, Darby Allen. How did he put it? Uh, I'm going to put you in a coffin. I'm he's going to he's gonna he's be the, the nail in his coffin. Yeah, the final nail in Darby Allen's coffin. Right. So let's, why not have a coffin match, I guess, is, is what this is headed towards. Okay. So, um, sure. I, the problem I've had is, you know, we don't oh really get enough explanation of why Ethan Page and Darby Allen, we get little mentions of them having hate in the past, but it really seems they've escalated this, this feud from zero to 120 really quickly. And it just like, I just don't understand being, being somebody, if I'm just the casual viewer who's, who's just watching Dynamite, I really don't get the hatred between Ethan Ethan Page and uh, Darby Allen. I mean, mm -hmm. they've said a few things, but this really, they haven't been around enough. And I don't know, it's, I think they should have really kind of, I think they should have sussed out the story a little bit longer and had a few more things happen so that yep. we could really get behind uh, with this blood feud between these guys is because it's a tough one for me. Okay. Ooh, wouldn't it be more sense to have a first blood match? A first blood match. Oh my goodness, you are you are a nasty little fellow, aren't you? A first blood match. It's just a thought. You just said uh, this is blood feud. It makes yeah, sense. Okay, that, that doesn't make sense. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. We had our interview with Britt Baker. Mm -hmm. Um, it's sort of funny because I I know they're trying to make her a good guy, kind of, but she still comes off as such a bitchy chick. Um, so. 
Yeah, but Stone Cold was a face in. He still uh, acted like a heel. Yeah, but you didn't really want somebody to kick Austin in the face and shut him up, which you kind of sometimes do with Britt Baker. <laughs> so she hasn't quite hit that that uh, sweet spot where she can okay. do as jerky as she wants and get away with it. At least in my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. Elio, are you buying it more? Are, are you seeing her more as a face than I am? Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the, the way uh, she presents herself every week, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, like, she sounds more like a face. Okay. Uh, we we bookend that with Vicky Guerrero and Nyla Rose yeah, doing no a one, promo. No one wants uh, to see that match next week. I do not know what to think of that match coming up. It should be. I think it's tomorrow, right? So like, yep. yeah. So I probably won't see it till I get back uh, next week. So I don't know. I don't have a lot of hope. Nyla Rose matches don't usually do much for me. They, yeah, we'll see where that goes. And they next set week, and they set up another match for July seventh. Britt Baker and Nyla Rose. Oh, okay. Yes, I, I should have mentioned that. Uh, we have coming up then the Bunny taking on Chris Statlander. The Bunny coming out with Blade, Statlander with Orange Cassidy. Um, it was a fairly good match. It was okay. It wasn't great. Uh, boy, the Bunny looked a lot better than when we saw her a couple of weeks ago where she was all over the ring craziness with, uh, I think it was with Red Velvet. She had that just yeah. train no, no, wreck of a match. No, let me ask. Yes. Did they kind of give the bunny somewhat of an Alexa Bliss gimmick where she was doing that stare? Um, I thought it was more because they cut down the amount of her showing her tongue ring. Oh, okay. You know, I'm just, they, I just noticed uh, like the comparison there. I, now I'm going to say I didn't catch that, but I could be wrong. You could be tapping into it, buddy. Uh, I didn't read that, but then I don't actually watch a lot of Alexa Bliss. So yeah, I, I'm going to have to go with that. Uh, Good match. Uh, Chris Statlander, you know, she's been gone for 10 months now, or she had been gone for 10 months. She's back now. Um, She used to be noticeably heavier. And I always wondered, you know, could she, what would she look like with the weight off? Now that she has the weight off, it's almost like it's too much weight off because now she doesn't seem as big. I mean, she seems tall, but she doesn't seem as big and as imposing. As she was before. Get away from best friends. We keep telling you. <laughs> yes, they are sucking the life out of you. They are killing terrible. her. And she was like, so she when the AEW started, she was like on this uh, st- on this streak, uh, like, and she was like having all these great matches. And now, mm-hmm. well, you know what? Um, I'm going to say I do like her finishing maneuver. The it's got the dumbest name, the Big Bang Theory, which is her uh, pile driver. <laughs> I love that uh, show. It looks good, yeah, but I mean, it's a dumb, dumb name for a uh, for a pile driver. <laughs> no, uh, she takes true. she takes out Bunny. Now there was this interesting thing where obviously I guess they're gonna have our next uh, our next feud will be the Blade versus Orange Cassidy because the, the Blade throw uh, sneaks in uh, knuckle dusters to uh, to the Bunny, who before she can get it, Orange Cassidy takes them away, rolls out of the ring. She gets nailed by the Big Bang Theory. Statlander's got the win, and as they're celebrating, Blade jumps in attacks orange cassidy orange goes for the fight back but then out comes jack evans and angelico who hold him down and blade punches him full in the face with the knuckle dusters taking him out so i think this is obviously uh, a feud in the making here the thing is is it really a feud we even care about i mean the blade has really you know i know butcher is out i, th- I believe he's had some surgery recently okay uh, that they kept on the dl but uh the blade hasn't really been presented as much of an interest. So I'm not sure how much I really care if I was, you know, to see this orange Cassidy it's, this is his precipitous fall, isn't it? I mean, he's going further and further down the, uh, down the rankings with who he's fighting. So he has nothing to win out of this feud. The blade actually has more to, to gain by a good showing over orange Cassidy than orange Cassidy has of any showing over blade. So uh, I hope that's not indicative of where orange Cassidy is headed in this company. Uh, after the mat. Okay. So um, next we have up uh, talking. If you, if you needed a time that you felt like you couldn't get some sleep and you were a little bit groggy, but you know, you couldn't quite get there. They had the thing for you. And that was an interview by QT Marshall, who uh, I'm not calling him Marshall. <laughs> QT Marshall. I even hate calling him QT. It just sounds stupid. But so Marshall comes out. That, that's a per, that's a perfect thing to help me get sleep. Yeah, he uh, he's a snoozer. And um, I, I don't even care. I'm just skipping over. I don't, I don't really fucking care what he said. Um, 
So we have a lineup for next uh, for this Wednesday. We have Dr. Britt Baker and Rebel versus Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero. Yuck. Uh, we have Miro defending his title against Brian Pillman Jr. This should be interesting, but I still think we're looking at squash. MJF versus Sammy Guevara. MJF, you got to rise up and do something here, man. Sammy has been showing he's been showing some good stuff. He's he's over. I don't know if MJF has it in him. Uh, then we have the Young Bucks versus Penta and Eddie Kingston. And um, with also, we have a, a bit of a promo there. Uh, all of a sudden, Eddie and Penta are best friends again. Or I don't know what that's about. What but, about uh, when Phoenix uh, returns? Well, he's brothers, man. He's his brother. It's Pac. No, I know. But you, you know how uh, Kingston was closer to Penta than Phoenix? Yeah, yeah, that's right. He had that whole, he was kind of dumping on him sort of deal. I don't know how that's going to go. Um, they did bring in... Uh, Penta's uh, manager, Alex Abrantes. And uh, oh, okay. I like that dude. He, he, it was good to see him getting some work in today. Um, so finally, we get to the big main event. Uh, Jungle Boy comes out. Did they, Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but did they say he's from Value Village? Is that where they announced him from? It sounded like they, they said, from Value Village. And I'm like, really? He's from a thrift store? Huh? <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Um, and, of course, we got uh, Omega's ridiculous North Carolina thing. Oh, no. I'm going to say, though, you know, this was a pretty solid match. Yeah, and this I enjoyed kind of, this match. This match was what it had to be. Yep. Uh, Jungle Boy, I still think it's a little quick for him to actually win the big belt. But he showed tonight that he can run with Omega yep. and that he's going to be a danger down the road. He just needs a little more seasoning, a little more things. He put on a pretty tremendous show. Uh, Omega, as much as he can be an idiot and do all these things, he still puts on really good wrestling matches. And this was a good wrestling match. So uh, I'm going to say I enjoyed this. At the end, we had run-ins galore as we had uh, Jurassic Express fighting Anderson and Gallows. We had uh, Frankie Kazarian coming out there. Um then at the end, uh, you know, Kenny, Kenny gets the win. Uh, as he's celebrating, he picks up the belt. He's going to nail uh, Jungle Boy in the face one more time, give him, you know, a good lasting shiner or something. Out comes Christian Cage. Uh, Christian Cage comes to the thing, gets into a scuffle. And then, of course, we have the Young Bucks come out and they attack her. And then we have just a whole bunch of people beating down, trying to, it's, it's becoming kind of goofy to me. It's, it's almost on the line. Are like, it's it was an, a lot of WCW. It was, an, it was a, yeah, 1998 WCW finish. Yeah, it was like NWO shit. I'm going to say this was one <laughs> of the better map, uh, cards I've seen in a while. And if I had to rate this, I'm going to give it a B. Yeah, solid I'm going with the B as well. This was a fun show. I ho- Hopefully, we tomorrow night doesn't disappoint. Don't go back I to... Will- don't go back to uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, well, I, we've seen the layout of the card, so I'm not sure if you're going to get that great of a card. So, folks, uh, I'm going to say goodbye to you. I am uh, headed out to the mountains for, for a week. Uh, so tomorrow night, uh, which you'll hear after this break, uh, it'll cut to Elio and Rick Serrano. And I don't know if anyone else is joining them, but they'll be covering uh, the Wednesday edition of AEW. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, Elio, I hope you're in for a better show than we've had in a while. Hopefully, at Me least too. up to this level. So... I want to thank you and uh, have yourself a great week, Elio, and we'll talk to you all next week. Stay tuned, though, because after this break, it'll be the second half of the show. All right? Have a good night, folks. What's up? I'm Vinny Talata, and you're watching WPOV Global. Ding dong! Hello! TJ Logan said it. Rick Surround the Third is here, a.k.a. the Third Wheel, a.k.a. Mr. First Ever, a.k.a. Ricky Two Belts. That's right. The rest of POV champion and the five-second shuffle champion is here with Elio Canella. And Elio, I have to apologize to you, man. I know you've been going through a lot of, I know you've been going through a lot of problems right now. You got stunned by Clay. You got put in the sharpshooter by me. But it was it was a part of the podcast. It was about the championship. You disrespected me. So I had to let you know. But I have to apologize. And Elio, I, from the bottom of my heart, I am so sorry. I am so sorry that you awoken the sleeping giant that is Rick Serrano III. <laughs> because I am ready and I am here and I am now holding two championships in the wrestling POV world. So thank you, and I'm sorry for that, Elio. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm not sure how to follow that up. All do right. you accept my apology? Yes, I, I, I accept. Okay, I accept your apology. <laughs>
Oh, man, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know about this, just listen to me and Elio every week. You can find us on different channels, different uh, shows. I'm on Wrestling POV Podcast every Saturday with Tony Diaz and Clay Cummings. We cover everything WWE. Elio Canella covers everything AEW on this channel right now on Wrestling POV Global. You can find them every Thursday with TJ Logan and Andy Anderson. Of course, we have WPOV Quarantine, which you can find every Wednesday with Elio Canella, TJ Logan, Annie Anderson, myself, Tony Diaz, an abundance of wrestling legends, historians, writers, everything you can think of as they go over random wrestling topics on our YouTube channel. Make sure you check that out at Wrestling POV. And of course, we have WPOV Aftermath, where we cover our pay-per-views and we even crown a Wrestling POV champion or a turd award winner, which... I'm pretty sure the Turtle War winner is not here today, Andy Anderson. I guess he's still getting the stank off of him. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> However, I, I have an apology of my own to make. Oh, go ahead. Well, we have a rule on a global. Okay. Whenever someone adds two titles to their name. And this uh, this Richard Holiday from MLW was the first offender of uh, this crime now you want to follow that trend and when to call yourself ricky two belts so ricky two belts you just made a book wow so i'm just getting championships after championships i'm getting accolades after accolades now i'm in this book i'm in the book on wrestling pov podcast i'm everywhere baby Woo! You know what, ladies and gentlemen, this is a double dose of Dynamite. Uh, earlier in the show, you heard TJ Logan and Elio give their thoughts on the Saturday edition of Dynamite. You're going to hear our thoughts on the Wednesday night uh, Dynamite in a few seconds. I just want to also add on that I also agree with you guys. I also gave the Saturday night show a B. I thought it was an excellent show. I think Conan's uh, promo was probably one of the best promos of the year. Um, I thought he did an excellent job at that. I thought it was an excellent show. but. Elio, let's get into some dynamite. All right. All right. Our first matchup, we had Eddie Kingston and Penta Sierra Mielo de- defeating the Young Bucks to become the number one contenders for the championships. Now, let me tell you something about this match. This match was nearly perfect for me. In my honest opinion, in my POV, this was a near-perfect match from Jericho on commentary, from Frankie Kazarian coming in attacking, being the elite hunter, the mustaches that the young <laughs> <ones had. laughs> I was like, what's going on? Well, what is which, going on? Matt's, what was with Matt's mustache? Like, did, he Matt, take, did he borrow it from Bobby Roode? Yes, he did. Because <laughs> the Fu Manchu on Nick was definitely way better. Um, Nakazawa had a mustache. Uh, Brandon Cutler had a mustache. Um, and also just the styles of wrestling. Like you got Eddie Kingston who has more of an urban, uh, style of wrestling, a street fighter, right? Then you have, uh, Penta who is a luchador. And then you have the young bucks who are just tag team specialists. Mm-hmm. I think this is a near perfect match to open up dynamite. Their last dynamite that's going to be in Jacksonville for a while. Um, I thought this was a near perfect match to open up the show. What were your thoughts on this? Yeah, th- this match, I really enjoyed this match. What a great way to open the AEW Dynamite this week. Yeah. Like everything about it. I can't even think of one specific thing. Uh, even like that false finish where, uh, what's his name, Rick Knox said, did he count three? I, he counted three. I, I, went, back, three. I went back and I saw it. I'm like, wait, he counted three. <laughs> but it, but it added to it. It yeah, added to yeah. the, the drama of the match. So no, that, even no, he I, made a mistake. Like yeah. Matt Jackson was just like two, 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 and everybody in the crowd was like, "It was three, it was three. So it <laughs> yeah. added to the drama of the match. So I, it I was, thought that great. was just everything about this match was great. I liked yeah. it from beginning to end. Yeah, we to open the show. All right. Next up, we had uh, Christian and Jungle Boy backstage. What were your thoughts on this backstage segment? Okay, you know what? Um, Christian. Okay, I like Christian. Jungle uh-huh. Boy, I'm a fan. Marco Stunt. We all know my thoughts on Marco Stunt. But Luchasaurus. Oh, he 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 was bad in this segment, though. I, you didn't I just, like it. I, I he just came off so cartoony, like, hey, I got your back. You know, dinosaurs are loyal. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Elio? I disagree. I liked it. There, there was something about it. That made me laugh out loud, and I was just like, 
you know, and then when Kristen was like, oh, I'm part Triceratops on my <laughs> uncle's side. That, that was hilarious. Come on, man. That was, uh, but I get it. I get it. So, I mean, as somebody uh, who likes corny jokes, I can see why it was funny, but I can also see why people may have not liked this one. But at the end of the day, I think that was, this was just the way to bring Luchasaurus back and Marco Stunt back into the picture. Yeah. for uh jungle boy but no for real though i think uh th- i really think they need to move jungle boy away from this team too oh yeah 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 it probably this was the time to do it i think but yeah i, I totally agree with you um next up we had the ethan page promo <sighs> um <laughs> yeah you know this was pretty bad i i wanted to like this one um i i like the whole thing about the coffin match i'm really hyped and excited about that I want to see. Sting, I want to see what they do with this. I'm, I want to give this one a chance to see what they do. Yeah, um, Sting count, comes out dragging a coffin. They got Sting always dragging something. What is he a donkey? <laughs> what is he always dragging Darby like he's moved off the red nosed reindeer or something? Stay tuned for Christmas Dynamite where Santa Darby comes pulling out. Winter is coming part two. Yeah, come on. Um, I wasn't a fan of that. No. But Darby Allen's like little pedicure he had going there, he had his nails were better than my wife's. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, what do you think this uh, name for this team, Men of the Year? No, yeah, no. I like uh, because I thought they just they just uh said it in passing, but then uh, after listening to it a few times, I'm like, is that really what they're called, Men of the Year? Yeah, that's a, I- that's a terrible name. Yeah, it's a terrible name. It's a terrible gimmick, the whole thing. But at the end of the day, because uh, Darby was scratching the eyes of uh, Ethan Page, they ended up, Ethan Page canceled the match and said, if Darby Allen can behave himself and not attack Ethan Page in the coming <laughs> weeks, then maybe at Fighter Fest they can have their coffin match. Now, do you really think Darby Allen's going to behave himself? No. Come on. This gonna, <laughs> something's going to happen. Gonna, it's going to, well, Sting, the enforcer, is going to be there. And it's going to be some ridiculousness. He's, you he's know? always going to attack Ethan Page any chance he gets. Yeah. All right. Next up, we had Jungle Boy defeating Jack Evans in a one on one matchup. What were your thoughts on this, Elio? Uh, this one wasn't a bad match. Like I said, I'm a fan of Jungle Boy. Uh, uh, I think in this match, I was fine with this match. Okay. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I wouldn't be. Helping out TJ, if I didn't say this, Jack Evans looks like Chris Saban. <laughs> if you stretched him out, <laughs> my God, he does. <laughs> I mean, wait, is it Jack Evans or Angelico? Oh no, it's Angelico. It's Angelico. I watched that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jack Evans looks nothing like uh, Chris Saban. No, he looks nothing like Chris Saban. So there you go. I, I botched that one, TJ. Um, sorry, I try. I try to get you into the second half of the show, TJ. My bad. Um, but Jungle Boy picked up his fiftieth win, the most for wow. uh, AEW. No. But you know what, Elio? He also picked up another win. He picked up a win as he picked up Anna J. I it's saw his that girlfriend. I saw what? that. I know. Come on. I mean, Elio, man, you got Jungle Boy Jack, man. He's gonna have to share her or something. Because I now know you now have nobody to go turn to. Who else is available? All these women are getting taken up by wrestlers. What's Elio? going on? What are you going to do? Maybe I have to go after Jungle Boy and uh, take him out. Oh, man. Oh, well, uh, te- put, put a hit out on him? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or you could grow your hair out like him. <laughs> and see what happens. Um, next up, we had uh, MJF backstage. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. MJF just talks and no, talks and talks. No. You know what? Although um, yeah, you said in the group that he's finally wrestling. You know, I because I think he listened to the last episode where I called him out and told him yeah. to either either wrestle or get off my screen. Yeah, that's true. Well, he wasn't wrestling as of yet, but he had a backstage segment promo. I don't like uh, his promos. There's just no. something about him. There's something that's just especially, especially when he's like say, calls the calls the person Bud. Just yeah, says it. it's like, uh. hey Bud, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Andrade was backstage and he's debuting next week as he was coming at um, Matt somebody. 
<laughs> in reference to Matt Seidel. Um, I'm excited about it next week in Miami. Uh, we'll see what's going to happen with that. What are, you, what are your thoughts on Andrade's debut? Yeah, looking forward to it. But, um, so is this something that they're – are they, like, doing this or with the subtitles or, like, is that just – because I understood what he was saying. I understood what he was saying, too. Um, I prefer it, though. I don't have a problem with it. What are your thoughts on it? Do you have a problem? No, with I would not. I was, I was asking, like, is this something that they're, like, purposely doing or – yeah, I think they're purposely doing it for Andrade specifically because okay. he has a thick, thick accent and it's kind of hard to get what he's saying from it. But yeah, uh, I have no issues with it, honestly. Okay. Yeah, I, no, I, I'm fine with it. Yep. Um, then we had Kenny Omega and Evil Uno have a promo go a little back and forth. Uh, what, were, what was your take on this I one? Did, I, did, I, did, I didn't mind this one. This one was actually... Not bad. Uh, yeah, uh, and we all saw where this. We all see where this one's going. Adam Page and uh, Kenny Omega finally. Yes, yes. This was looking forward forward to that match. This was a decent promo. Honestly, though, Elio, I was kind of hoping somebody from Dark Order or like somebody new was going to join the Dark Order. And that's what I thought. Up. That's what I thought at first. When yeah, they, they're like, well, we, totally we, have, we have someone that we befriended. Yeah, I totally forgot about Adam Page, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, that's right." No, no, no. Did you Kenny Omega? Didn't he look like Triple H? The Evolution. Yeah, the yeah. Evolution. Yes, yep. he also had a, a he had the chops and he had the, yep. the mustache, but he had the goatee was gone. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, looks like uh, the Elite just went to the barber and said, "Listen, man, we want redneck mustaches, and let's do it." <laughs> Um, and they did it. Um, next up, we had Miro defeat Brian. Huh? No, I'm just following Miro and Brian Tillman. Yeah, we had Miro defeat Brian Pillman Jr. Um, earlier in the show, Brian Pillman Jr. called uh, Miro a Bulgarian bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I love how that's everyone's go to word. Yeah, it's like, well, the thing is, well. Calling somebody a bitch is just like one of the low things you do. Like, I know I've never been to prison and I hope I never go because I'm too pretty to go to prison. But I hear the word bitch in prison is really bad. So I'm guessing they're using that terminology where you call somebody a bitch. It's supposed to be so offensive. But um, Miro comes out with new theme music. I thought this was... uh, I, I really like the, the new music that he's been using lately. Oh, they got rid of that best man entrance. Yeah, they got rid of the yeah, best good. man entrance. So uh, I'm fine with that. I'm loving the new Miro with the whole finding Jesus Christ, his Lord and Savior. <laughs> he's God's favorite champion. <laughs> yes, God's favorite champion. And uh, he went out to defeat Brian Pillman rather easily. And I think that's exactly what he needs. Yeah. But he needs some competition soon. Sooner rather than later, I feel. I don't want it to grow stale. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, match? yeah, I want to see it uh, because, okay, we all know Brian Tillman's not going to be the – he's like a tag team wrestler. He's not going to be a TNT champion. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Uh, who would I – can you see maybe John Silver as a TNT champion? Oh, no. Nah. You know – I don't want Darby Allen not- again. No, no. But I don't see anybody in competition with Miro. They, I don't see anybody on the roster. I think they're going to have to go away from the roster to get somebody well, wait, to be it, in competition. Do you think he's going to feeling with Kip Sabian? I mean, uh, he's the one who took Sabian out to, by injuring his arm in the door. That's true. That's true. Um, maybe that will be some kind of competition. But I think at the end of the day, maybe somebody like Christian Cage Maybe a Paul White, maybe a Mark Henry, Paul somebody, in, wow. yeah, somebody <laughs> along those. Lines. I'm just thinking, that the bigger they are, the harder they fall to go to fight up against uh, somebody as big and strong as Miro. Yeah, he would need uh, to take that belt off him. You're gonna need somebody big, and uh, I don't see anybody in AEW right now at that stature. Uh, next up, we had the Dark Order uh, and. Adam Page backstage, and Adam Page is like, what the hell are y'all doing? Why are you no, guys putting so, it so, Was that uh, before or after the Taz? But we that, was bef- that was right before. Oh, uh, right before, okay. Yeah. yeah, so the Dark Order and Adam Page is backstage, and they're talking. Uh, Adam Page is upset because they put him on the spot, and they put him in the title picture, and they just said, uh, I think you're just afraid. 
and you're afraid to lose. And he got upset and he was just looking like he got inspired by that and he was ready to go. Um, yeah. I'm not looking forward to it. I'm not ready for it yet. I think they need to build this. Um, yeah. I think you need some time though. What do you think? Is this something they should build quickly no, he, or should take a little uh, more time? He, he can't, he can't, uh, he can't just uh, give us a match right away. You have to build it up some. Like, because if, if you just, uh, if we get the match right away, that's not good. There, there's no like build to the story. You, know? you have to remind everyone like, oh, these two were tag team champions. They were like yeah. the longest reigning champions. And then, like, go through Kenny Omega's transformation, like, you know, to heal and now uh, winning the world championship and uh, Paige's fall. And now this is, like, his redeeming himself. Gotcha. No, I agree with you. Uh, next up now, we have the Team Taz backstage uh, promo. I know you love yourself some Team Taz. Right. We're finally uh, getting uh, a matchup. No, you're, you're, you're wrong about that. I, I don't <laughs> like Team Taz. No. Hook, got, look, Hook uh, needs to get off my screen. Hook spoke. <laughs> Hook spoke for the first time. He can speak. Uh, but we're finally getting the FTW Championship on the line. Brian Cage versus Ricky Starks. Are you looking forward to that match no. at least? <laughs> Not really. Although, although uh, I don't know. Brian Cage is a face. Uh, Listen, man, who better? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he see that's the thing. Like I thought this already concluded at uh, double or nothing. I mean, I thought for Cage turned face at that pay per view. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They're still like uh, drawing this out. They're dragging it out. That's see the thing is, AEW doesn't know when to let things die. Sometimes, sometimes you just gotta let it die and just move on. Uh, Speaking of letting it die, uh, we had Britt Baker and Rebel defeat uh, Rose and Vicky Guerrero. Um, Rebel got hurt. I saw what uh, you were talking about because I went back and I rewound it, and yeah. I saw I saw that spot like she was going across the ring and she like just like tripped and like it was like a no contact injury, which is yeah. probably the scariest kind of injury because she was holding her knee. And she was dragging, she literally dragged herself out like a slug. First of all, if you want to talk bad about Rebel, I think you better give her some respect and put some respect on her name because this woman dragged herself out the ring. I'm thinking the worst possibility is a torn ACL. Um, hopefully it's not, but it looked pretty bad. It was a non, if you ever watch football and you see a football player go down and nobody touches him, it's a torn ACL. And, and, and you see another uh, Rose even dragged her over to the ropes. Yep, and try to get yep. her out as fa- yep. faster. Um, this was the worst match of the night, in my opinion. Uh, Vicky Guerrero had no business being in the ring. Um, I'm sad that Rebel got really hurt. Uh, Britt Baker couldn't make this match good. I don't know. And, I even and then said, the I table even, spot was ridiculous. There I even no said it earlier. It. I even said it earlier. No one wants to see this match. Yeah. And they, they just really just uh, left a bad taste in my mouth. But that bad taste was replaced by the inner circle backstage. We had Jake Hager. We had Santana Ortiz with a great backstage segment. I, love that, promo. I love that promo. It's still like Santana Ortiz's promo, that was like the best that I've heard from them. Yeah. Really enjoyed yeah. it. And uh, Ortiz, ooh, you done messed up. Yo, right? That that was my favorite part too. It was right at the end. He's like, "Woo, you don't messed up. Yeah, you did." Oh man, Santana is just so scary when he gets serious. When he talks, yep. it's just so serious. Um, Jake Hager needs a little help, but he got a haircut. He looked good. He looks good with the haircut. Um, but yeah, that was a, a really good promo. And of course, our main event, we had MJF defeat Sammy Guevara at the end. Elio, I know you really wanted to see MJF wrestle. He wrestled. What are your thoughts on this match? Yeah, he listened to the show because I called him out. I told him to wrestle and get off my screen. Because all you do is talk and say the same bullshit week in and week out. Yeah. So he finally wrestled, and uh, I thought this match was great. I enjoyed it. Especially that one spot, the Spanish fly that Sammy Guevara delivered, and that dives over the... The railing, the barricade, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was badass. Uh, let, let's not forget the power driver from the second rope nope. from MJF. That's, oh, God, that's scary. That is such a scary maneuver. I will say this, though. 
This was a spot fest match. The match started off, and they were just doing spot after spot after spot, doing all these spots. Um, when you have a match like the opening match with the Young Bucks and Eddie and Penta, everybody talks about the Young Bucks are spot monkeys. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a spot monkey match, in my opinion. I still thought it was a good match. Don't get me wrong. Um, I thought it was a really good match with MJF and Sammy Guevara. Um, but at least we but didn't I, see the at least we didn't see the rest of the pinnacle and the inner circle yes. come out and then yeah mess everything up. Yeah, we had Jericho, we had uh, Wardlow, and we had uh, uh, the chairman uh, Sean Spears come out. But yeah, I'm glad that everybody else didn't come out and and do a kerfuffle or like an NWO finish, like you said earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say this. Uh, so Sammy Guevara, for the longest time, everybody calls him the Spanish God. And for me, I thought he was from Spain because when you call somebody uh, Spanish, you're from Spain, right? And if you're Latino, you're from the Caribbean or you're from Mexico. So for me, or South America. So for me, when I hear Spanish God, I'm, I thought he derived from Spain. Turns out he's from Houston, Texas. And he's Cuban. So wow. wouldn't he be the Latin God or the Latino God instead of the Spanish God? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I oh, just well. didn't know. Well, now, now, now you're confusing. So does that mean uh, my, my, my brother's wife's Latin? Yeah. She's from Mexico? Yeah. She's a Latina. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now, like, like, that's one of those things where people are like, oh, well, they're Spanish. No, they speak Spanish. But if they're Spanish, they're from Spain. It's not that complicated, people. I'm just saying. But anyway, I digress. This was a great, great episode of AEW Dynamite. Two weeks in a row. Well, not two weeks. It's one week. Saturday's episode and Wednesday's episode. Back-to-back episodes. Really, really good. Really enjoyed it. Um, Elio, what is your grade? I'm giving this this a B+. I enjoyed this show. Wow. All right, I, I totally agree with you. B plus. I thought it was a really good show. Um, they had the one match that I didn't like was the Baker and Rebel match, defeating uh, Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero. And then some of the promos were just weak. And there was a lot of promos. Omega and Evil Uno. You had Ethan Page promo. Christian and Jungle Boy backstage. Seen Taz backstage. Dark Order and Adam Page back. There's a lot of backstage and a lot of promo yep. segments here. Um, but overall, I did like this show. I gave it a B plus and you gave it a B plus. So it averages out to a B plus. Um, with that being said, I'm your host, Rick Serrano, the third, Mr. Ricky two belts, Mr. Third wheel, Mr. First ever, along with the gentleman, Elio Canella and Elio tell the fine folks when we'll see him next. All right. In the meantime, in between time, that's it all. Another edition of Wrestling POV Global. Bye-bye for now. We'll talk to you all next week.